Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household and for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own bedspreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at city gates where he sits with the other civic leaders. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband prays her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Proverbs 31. Hey, 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 welcome back to the 31 Committed Podcast. I am so thankful and so grateful that you are here and that you are listening. So to open up this podcast, let's open it up in prayer. Holy Spirit, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for allowing both of my girls to be asleep right now and just giving me this time to just be used by you, Lord. I am expectant, Jesus, that someone is going to get to know you through this podcast and be freed by um, what I'm conveying, Lord. This is to make your name famous and nothing else, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. I feel your power. I sense that one person at least is going to find you through listening to this, Lord. Free someone who is struggling with body image, God. I pray over all of the ears and the minds listening, I pray that hearts are open and ready to receive your word, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Today we're going to be talking about body image. And this is, I just want to say this is definitely a topic that has some gray area. And obviously I don't have the credentials of a doctor. Um, or a psychiatrist, and I am also not someone who went to seminary. I am going to speak from my own experience and from um, my knowledge and background of health and fitness and um, just some struggles that I went through and sometimes still go through, and then I'm going to give some practical tips on how to combat um, 
body negativity and kind of like the struggle that we deal with. So let's get into it. Um, your body is the temple. It is not the idol. I'm going to say this again. Your body is the temple, not the idol. So what that means is back in like when you when you read throughout the bible there was a temple and the temple was a physical building of where you could experience the presence of god and it was a place you could go and you would have to obviously travel to it to um receive god's presence um you can read about it especially in the old testament and especially in the book of first and second kings you read about how um basically false idols were put into the temple through you know different kings and stuff and basically the idols were competing with god's attention so the people were worshiping idols rather than worshiping god and fast forward a lot and jesus comes to earth and he came to save the earth he you know spread the good news he died and he rose again and if you believe that um jesus is lord and he rose from the dead and you confess that with your mouth then you will be saved and the holy spirit will come into your body so there no longer needs to be a place where you go like a physical building your body is now the temple and you can experience the presence of god at all times wherever you are so another word i guess for temple is a home for god for the holy spirit so your body essentially is a home for god so really the idol that is you know living in you is god like that should he should come first he says i am the vine you are the branches remain in me um if you want god's best for your life you're gonna put him first and all will be added later so a lot of times when we think of an idol we think of it as honestly sometimes i think of it as like a physical statue that's gold that's just what comes to mind but really it's just anything that competes with god's attention um so it's something that might distract us it's something that we put before anything else so for some people it might be money um for some people it might be a sport or maybe it's a phone or social media but for a lot of people um I really believe, and for myself included, it was, and I'll explain the story, is your body. Your body sometimes is treated like an idol, not a temple. So for this analogy, I want you to think of, I want you to think of, I'm sorry, Noella's kind of crying right now, but you know what? This is the realness of the podcast right here is having a baby cry in the middle. She was sleeping and I want to be real and authentic. So you know what? I'm not going to pause it. Welcome to motherhood. People who are going to have a baby someday, just know your life will be interrupted at all times. Right, Noella girl? Yes. Let's hope she goes to sleep. Here's her bottle. So what I was saying and sometimes people treat their bodies as idols and not the home for God. So I want you to really visualize this analogy that I'm going to give you. And I hope that this can really help with 
your health and fitness journey. So I want you to imagine a place that you were hosted. So you stayed somewhere and someone hosted you. I'm not, don't think about a hotel where you paid for something. Like think about like someone's home. So an experience, maybe it was a family member, maybe it was a friend where you stayed in someone's home and you were hosted. And think about an amazing experience that you had. Chances are when you were hosted, you walked into the home and it was completely clean, right? And there was a fresh bed for you and you were the center of attention. And maybe a candle was burning with a scent that you really enjoy. Or maybe the people who own the home texted you and asked you what your favorite meal was or your favorite snacks were. So those were all prepared when you walked in and you had your favorite drink. And um, the people who own the home, they cleared their schedule so they could do something you really enjoyed. And they took time off of work to spend time with you and um, really serve you while you were staying in their home and that and you left completely refreshed. You were the center of attention, really, in that space of a place that you were hosted. Um, the people who own the home did everything in their power to make sure that you personally were comfortable, even if it was at the expense of, you know, their comfort. And now I want you to imagine that same experience, but instead of just you in the home, there's 50 other people. So there's still only one bed, there's still only one candle burning, there's still maybe a dinner set, but there's 50 other people. So now you're, you're still there, but now other things are um, competing with the attention of the host. So the world necessarily doesn't revolve around you anymore. Maybe you don't get to sleep in the bed because other people got to it first, or maybe you didn't get to enjoy your favorite meal and you got scraps because, um, there was more than one person, or maybe the candle got blown out because someone else doesn't like the candle. And that time that you had probably wouldn't be as enjoyable as the first time, because there were things competing for the attention of the host. So it's kind of a stretch for an analogy, but what makes a home hospitable for, you know, someone staying in there is making, is the comfort, is, you know, making sure that you enjoy it and there's not other things competing for the attention. So with that analogy, that's kind of similar to God living inside of us and our body being the temple. Is there other things that are competing for your attention and setting your eyes apart from God? Now, we live in a world with sin and our world is ruled by little g, God of this world, Satan. Um, he is the God of this world. And he is a liar and he's going to do whatever he can in his power to make sure that you are one not abiding in christ and you're not flourishing and you're not giving god the glory um so think about where you are in life right now and think about what your idols are and if your idol is your body then this podcast is for you so now that we have um, that analogy, I have some scripture um, to back this up. So 
Did you not know? This is from 1 Corinthians 6, 19. It says, did you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own, meaning the Holy Spirit lives in you. You were bought with a price through Jesus's blood and resurrection. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So that verse is so encouraging because we were bought with an infinite price. We have infinite value. Like literally Jesus sacrificed every single thing he had for us. He literally became sin so that our debt was completely paid. Our sins were wiped clean and he can dwell in us. So we are, you know, free. And what happens is a lot of times with body image is we have extremely unhealthy habits and it breeds one of two things. So you can kind of think about where you are on the spectrum. Number one is pride. So pride is the sin that made the devil the devil, meaning like really deep down you think you're better than God. And comparison, they kind of go hand in hand. So comparison is the thief of joy. Um, it's basically saying at the root cause, honestly, it goes along with pride. At the root cause of comparison, it's basically saying that you're basically pouting and saying that you could do things better than God could. So I wish I had what they had. Basically saying, screw you, God. I would be a better God. I think I would flourish more if I had this or I looked like this or I talked like this or my hair was like this or my skin was tighter or I lived in a different place or I had a bigger house or whatever. Fill in the blank. Um, that is pride and comparison. And then the other end of the spectrum is gluttony. Um, and that is where there's a very fine line in the fitness industry. So I want to be very straight right now. And this might be really hard to hear, but I am in no way, shape or form promoting the toxic, toxic body positivity movement that the world offers. It is a lie. Um, now, I think we should love our bodies, but I think we should love our bodies in a way that we are thankful what the Lord provided us. We are, we delight in his image. We are made in his image. We are, um, are we are living on purpose to spread the gospel and to do good and to serve others. I think we should love our bodies, but I do not think that is an excuse for toxic body positivity of being unhealthy. There is actual diseases that can develop from overeating and gluttony. Like you could get diabetes and that could really kill you. You could get cardiovascular disease if you're carrying too much fat. If you're lazy, you will have low muscle tone and you won't be able to serve people well. Or in if you're, you know, not working your muscles or moving your body the way it should, you could develop osteoporosis because there's not a lot of strain on your body. Those are just some physical things. And those, if you are, you know, killing your body, you're basically killing the temple that God has created and, you, you know, you're living in gluttony. On the other aspect um, of the spectrum, the comparison and pride really will kill your mental health. It will. 
you have to think about your mind as a garden and you have to allow things to grow fruit and flourish. There is fruit of the spirit. So the Holy Spirit is living in you. You are abiding in the vine. He is the vine and we are the branches and we want to produce fruit. Um, we will not be able to, to produce fruit if weeds are competing. Like think about gardening. You are out in the garden, working hard, making sure things are not eating your plants and you're making sure it's getting enough water and you're making sure um, it's it's cared for in the way it should be cared for. So that is extremely important. So what is inundating your mind is really one way to start with seeing our bodies as a temple rather than wishing it was something else. And we are all created in the image of God. So to com to combat um, body shaming and body dysmorphia and even like the development of eating disorders, we have to think of a thought. We have to hold it captive and we have to make it obedient to Christ. That is important. Um, that absolutely has to be done. That's actually in 2 Corinthians 10. It's one of my favorite verses. It's really honestly how I get through the day. And another verse with that is we cannot conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind because the patterns of this world are lies. Satan is the ruler of this world. And if we are following and worshiping Satan, which is a harsh thing to say, but you're either worshiping Satan or you're worshiping God. And I actually got that from Pastor JP. Check it out. Um, listen to his sermons. He really explains this well. I cannot do it justice, but um, we're either abiding in Christ or we're not. So if you have a negative thought, you have to ask yourself, is this the truth? And if it's not the truth, we have to find scripture that will give us the truth so we can combat the lie. And that can be really, really hard to do, but you have to be intentional with it. So the number one thing is find out the why behind working out. So are you working out and working on your health for health reasons? which is a great thing. Even um, First Timothy says this, like physical training is good. He says that. Or are you working out for vanity reasons? And most likely, if you're working out for vanity reasons, your mind, your mental health is going to grow a whole bunch of weeds and that temple is not going to look pretty. You want your temple to have beautiful flowers and flourish from the inside. Um, but it's gonna look weedy if you are working out for vanity reasons. And the number one thing probably is comparison. At least it was for me. And comparison is the thief of joy. Like I said, it's at the root cause. If you really think about it, you're basically pouting when you're comparing and you're saying, I wish I had this and this and that. And you think you're, you would be a better God than God. And that is not a hospitable home for the Holy Spirit living in your temple. So um, number one is Knowing that you're an original, like God was intentional creating you and the hairs on your head and your DNA and what you look like, you are intentional. Every single person is original. There's not another copy. Even identical twins have differences. Um, so if you're trying to look like somebody else, all you're going to do is 
look like the Walmart version. So think about being in New York City and someone's trying to sell you a Michael Kors bag, right? And it's fake. It's not a Michael Kors bag. It's a fake Michael Kors bag. Um, might look like it on the outside, but it doesn't have the the quality or the integrity or whatever whatever makes Michael Kors the value of Michael Kors and that person in New York City is selling you that bag. Like you don't want to be the handbag. It's going to rip or it's going to rust or whatever the handbag will do. Like don't be a fake Michael Kors handbag. Be the original Michael Kors handbag um, of what its intended purpose is. So are you working out for health versus vanity? Now, Working out is amazing. Like you need to, I'm an advocate for that. You need to get movement every single day. And um, that will help us flourish even with serving in the kingdom. That is completely crucial. Like we should be serving others. We need to have the muscle tone to do that. We need to be able to walk on our feet and spread the gospel. We need to be able to store our bodies well to limit diseases so that we can live out the purpose of God. Like there are actual benefits to you know, working out. Um, but you have to remember that when you are exercising, the pain comes before the pleasure, I should say. And the world is going to tell you otherwise. The world is going to say, look good, basically on the outside, feel good. But that is a lie. You have to feel good to then look good. It comes later. So notice in Proverbs 31, sorry about the crying again. Notice in Proverbs 31 that throughout the whole entire chapter, the woman is serving. She's working hard. She is, um, you know, giving to the poor. She's being intentional about her workers. And then in verse 22, so all the way till verse 22, um, it says she's dressed in fine linen and purple gowns, meaning like she's dressed in nice clothes. So it's not bad to look good. It's not bad to have hygiene. It's not bad to wear pretty clothes. Um, but then again, and then you jump to verse 30, it says beauty does not last. And I think that was intentional. Like she was serving her husband. She was doing things and working really hard. And then at the end, it talked about her outward appearance. So that should not be the first thing that you think about is your outward appearance. That's just not going to flourish. It's not going to be God's best for you. And it's not going to be a hospitable home for him. Remember, we're thinking about our bodies as a temple. It is sacred. It is holy. Um, it's a place of worship. It's a place that was intentional and created and bought with a price of in infinite value. Like that's all truth. So even if you're someone who's not a Christian right now and you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, examine your thoughts. Like, are you anxious? Are you depressed? Do you struggle with alcoholism? Are you comparing yourself constantly? Like I'm, I can put a lot of money on the fact that Things in your mind probably aren't good because your idols are out of whack. Your idol needs to be God, like big G God, not little G God, big G God, um, who then can dwell in you and be help you flourish in this life. So that is really, really important. And another thing is you have to 
kind of think about where your comparison is coming from. So you're never going to enjoy your fitness journey because again, it's a journey. Like being fit is a facade. It's like something that you never can quite reach because there's always something you can do to be better. So if you're in this never ending cycle of you hate the way you look, like there's never going to be a place that you arrive at that you like the way you look because it's it's almost like money, like you can never have enough money. So um, it's important to like really identify like the why behind why you are working out and or you know being healthy I should say not just working out because there's a it's a holistic view it's it's eating right it's it's being in shape but if it's just for vanity and you're you know you're trying to look like someone else or you're trying to be skinny or trying to be um thinner like you're never going to be enough it's going to be a horrible cycle of just depression and anxiety and comparison and envy and honestly just ugliness that doesn't have to be there like the lord promises peace um and he tells us not to be anxious he tells us not to be depressed he tells us not to compare ourselves to other people like we are original so are you doing things practical things that are causing the comparison. So are you being inundated with unrealistic images on social media all day? Are you? And if the answer is yes, then stop. And honestly, this might be a hard truth for someone, but you could combat that and be like, well, it's really hard to stop. Like I'm addicted. But if you look at all Jesus's miracles, like before he healed people in the New Testament, like honestly, go through the gospels, fact check this for me. He asked the question, to someone, do you want to get well? He asked that question before he healed them. So if you are struggling with body image or, you know, you hate the way you look or you're always comparing yourself to others and it's really hindering your fitness journey, ask yourself, do you want to get better? And if you do, you have to commit, aka 31 committed, to putting up boundaries for yourself to get better because if you don't want to get better then you're not going to like that's the thing and honestly i know that jesus can do miraculous stories like i believe that i believe that he can heal you today um but you have to want it like do you want to be healed do you want to commit to your fitness journey for a health reason or for vanity reasons and if it's for vanity reasons, you have to really assess where you're at and kind of think about um, how that can change. So here are some practical things to help and what has helped me. So before I give you those things, I'll share a little bit of my story um, and my you know fitness journey. So I, again, I was a soccer player and all my working out growing up was for sport performance. And I have always been on the smaller side, so I never really struggled with weight gain. And then I got to college and weight gain was actually very important. So for anyone who is unfamiliar with this, muscle weighs more than fat does. And when you're, I was a very tiny person. I actually still am. There's nothing big about me. Unfortunately, some things I wish were a little bigger, but hey, this is why we're doing a body image um, podcast. But here we go. Whatever. I digress. Um, muscle weighs more than fat. So it is very important to gain 
an X amount of muscle, which would cause you to gain weight when you um, want to be on a soccer field because college players are good. They're big, they're strong, and that helps you be the best you can be. And in college, there's no politics. Like you're either good or you're not. So you're not going to play if you're not good and you're not the strongest. So I had to gain some weight. And the scale has always said one thing for me. And obviously now I'm in school and it's growing and the scale is getting bigger and bigger. Now that's a good thing, but in my mind, it was a bad thing. And I'm the type of person that has, I'm kind of, I'm just a goody goody. I've always done the right thing, but that really bred a spirit of, um, just performance. Like I felt like I needed to perform and I really do struggle with this sometimes still as I feel like I need to perform to find my value. So I, if I wanted to play soccer, I would work really, really, really hard so I could get to the starting position. And then when I was there, I had to make sure I was being really good on the field so that I could, um, you know, keep playing. And then people, when you're in that world, like people are praising you, they're clapping for you and you almost become your own God. And that's kind of like what I was doing. Now I never, I, you know, I always was praying. I still was a Christian. I still was loving on the Lord, but I wasn't reading the word for myself. So all of my value and my identity was coming from other people's compliments to me. And then all of a sudden, fast forward four years, college ends. Now my soccer career for life ends because I'm old. I guess I could join a woman's league, but nope, I'm older. And now I wasn't getting that constant praise um, every single day. And the scale said something bigger than, or some the bigger number than what it started with when I started with college. And, um, you know, clothes were fitting a little bit different. I wasn't reading the word and I became so addicted to social media because that is what happened when there was COVID. So this is a whole recipe for a disaster. I'm finding my value in people's compliments. That ends. I get a job and all of a sudden we're stopping soccer and the whole life identity crisis, whatever happens, I get my first job and COVID-19 shuts the world down. And all I'm doing instead of reading the word is scrolling through social media and what happens the spirit of comparison bred in me and it was ugly and it still is ugly. I'm still combating it. And I'm, you know, I'm scrolling through social media. I'm comparing, I'm comparing and there's nothing left to do because there's no work. Schools are shut down. So what am I doing? I'm working out every single day and I'm controlling what I'm eating and I'm finding control in other areas because um, I used to be controlled in terms of like what I ate, what I drank, when I practiced, when I worked out because I was under the authority of a coach and I wanted to play well and now it's kind of up to me and I'm scrolling through social media because there's nothing better to do, which is a lie. Obviously, I could have been reading my word and developing deep roots and making my mind garden better, but I was not. I was growing the weeds. And I was so beyond unhealthy. I was literally stressed out about when I was going to work out, 
my day had to revolve around that. If I went to go see somebody, I would be nervous that we were going to eat something that wasn't good for me because then I would get fat or overweight or whatever. And I, I was engaged. So I had a wedding coming up and I wanted to fit into my wedding dress. And I was so just inundated with these images that I'm seeing on social media and they were fake images. They weren't even real. They were airbrush and there were people with millions and millions of dollars and professional athletes. And just, I was trying to be someone I'm not. And it was exhausting and it was tiring and it was some of the most anxious and upsetting times in my life because I just never felt good enough. And actually I remember one of the most defining moments in my journey towards healing um, was with my husband. We were in the kitchen. I will never forget it. And I was saying something like, oh, I, I feel fat or something. We were married, newly married. And because I, I struggled with this for a, a long time, it was a good year before I really realize like how bad um it had gotten but we were in the kitchen and he said to me i i made a comment and i don't even remember what it was but he said you know i love you i think you're beautiful my opinion of you and jesus opinion of you are the only opinions that matter like why are you hating on my taste in women that's what he said to me and he was like supposed to be he was trying to be funny kind of but he you know he meant it and that really spoke to me and i was like you're right like why am i caring what other people think of me or why am i so stuck in comparison and wanting to look different. Like what is the root cause of this? Because I even got to the point where I was going to the gym and I was like wanting other people to think I was pretty. And I had a husband, like I didn't want other guys obviously. And I really didn't want other people to be looking at me. I just didn't want people to look at me and be like, wow, she's ugly. Like I wanted to be the prettiest in the room. And that is prideful of my people. So no, that was a huge sin. Um, that comment from Nick like really helped me. And I really, from then on, um, started reading the word again and finding truth and combating, um, the lies with truth, but it took a while and it also took a pregnancy. So Nick and I got pregnant when we were, I think about three months married and, when you're pregnant, I mean, moms, you know, your body changes, like there's nothing you can do about that. And you go from, it's funny, you don't realize how selfish you are when you get pregnant. And then even more when you have a baby, it's almost like you're giving birth to a baby and then you're giving birth to a new self because, um, your life all of a sudden revolves around your child. And that's just such a beautiful picture of the gospel because, um, God like loves us so much and we love our baby so much and we can't even compare the love that God has for us. But I guess that is just tangible and I'll do anything for my kid and my, you know, my body image and my selfishness was the least of my problems. So anyway, a little bit digress, but that's kind of where my journey was. I was really unhealthy and I've always loved working out. Like I've always loved soccer. I've always loved the gym and I still do. I'm a personal trainer, but I, um, it was just for vanity reasons and I, it wasn't good. Like my mental health was really bad. And then I started combating the lies with scripture and it, and I still have to do this, but it has been the most freeing thing. So this is a word for someone today, like let 
Jesus heal you, let him free you. Like the world, first of all, doesn't revolve around you. So when you walk into a room or a gym or you're working out and you want to be the prettiest person in the room, like no one is even looking at you. They're only looking at themselves. Like stop being so prideful. Another thing too is stop trying to be God. Like stop comparing yourself to others. Like that is basically saying, screw you, God. I think I could be a better God than you. And I, um, you know, I don't need your help. And that is not a hospitable home. Remember, your body is a temple. Another thing too is like, remember that you are created in his image. Like you are intentional, you are original. So I have some practical tips that have really helped me throughout the years that I actually have to do daily. And I wrote them down. So sorry if you hear the rustling of the paper, but I wrote them down and these hopefully can free you. So Number one, if you are thinking of a thought in your head, whether it's gluttony, so remember like being, working out in fitness is extremely important. Our bodies are created for that. Like hard work is important. And if you're trying to get a quick fix fast, for example, like any weight loss fads that are like lose 10 pounds in two weeks, fake. Like no, it takes hard work. It takes determination and it takes a committed person. So uh, is like when you're going through your fitness journey, like, is this thought the truth? So do I hate my body? Do I look in the mirror and hate what I see? Is this the truth of like negative things we're thinking about our body or even positive things that we're thinking? Is this making my temple flourish for the Holy Spirit? Is this the bet what God has for me? If it is not the truth, find the truth in scripture and write it down and speak life over yourself speak life over your mind garden speak life so that you know you can produce fruit of the spirit number two is my temple aka my body a desirable place to live so do you think the holy spirit enjoys living in your home for the sake of the analogy um are you putting God first in your life? Is your host, like the person who is staying in your house, um, the person you were hosting, sorry, the Holy Spirit, the center of your attention? Um, are you cleaning the sheets for him? Are you making sure you wake up before work to abide in his word? Are you applying his word to your life? Are you asking him for advice? Are you asking for wisdom? Are you constantly being sanctified to look more like Jesus? Are you spreading the gospel? Or are you um, being robbed of joy because you are comparing? Like joy is one of the fruit of the spirit. Like are you comparing yourself to others? Um, and that wouldn't be desirable for the Holy Spirit. Make him very, very sad because he created you and he loves his artwork. And little disclaimer, you have no problem thinking the rest of his creation is beautiful. I guarantee if you went to the ocean, you would think it was beautiful. I guarantee if you went to the Grand Canyon, you would say, wow, God, like that's beautiful. I guarantee if you looked at a flower, you'd be like, God, that is beautiful. I guarantee if you looked at animals at a zoo or maybe in the wild, you'd be like, wow, like what a cool design. So why are you doing that? And you're doing that to other humans because you're comparing. So you're thinking those creations are beautiful. So why can't you think you yourself is beautiful? So change that narrative and pray about it, obviously. Then number three would be a practical tip is when you look in the mirror, take audible notes of like notes of your thoughts. So, um, 
when you look in the mirror, are you thinking I'm too fat or I'm too ugly? Like write down what you are thinking and then combat that with the truth. Number four, why am I discontent? Like who am I following on social media? Am I following people that are breeding the sense of comparison? Um, Am I lazy and my discontentment actually is a conviction from the Holy Spirit getting me to need to make some changes and work out and um, cut back on eating certain junk foods. Am I discontent because I am following an unrealistic expectation of you know, what I look like just to give you a little tangible thing. Like I just had a new cover for this podcast, the picture that you can see of me on there. And it's, you know, it's a pretty good picture. I wanted to get something that was, um, you know, just like very simple. And do you realize like how many pictures I took to get the right one for this cover? Like, so if someone's looking at this camera and be like, oh, wow, I like really like this picture. It took a lot and a lot of editing, obviously, because of the um, like the format of podcasting. But anyway, like that's a lot of social media. Like, does it have a filter? Is this real? Um, is this a realistic expectation? Or is this a toxic body positivity expectation? Because again, you need to love your body, but you need to love your body because you're thankful for it and it's glorifying God. If it's not, it is not a an excuse to be lazy and to be apathetic and to eat whatever you want um, because that will literally breed disease. And the same way is if you are discontent with the way you look and you are not giving your body the fuel that it needs because food is fuel. It's like a car. You can't go and work and drive your car without fuel in it, um, that will literally breed disease like eating disorders and stuff like that. So um, think about like where you're at in that one. Another one is, is this worldly, aka is this worshiping Satan? Because the world is going to lie to you. The world will say, um, find your truth. The world will say, you know, you do you, the world will say, love yourself the way you are. Um, But if it is not glorifying God, it is glorifying Satan. So Satan is the prince of this world. And if you are someone who doesn't know the gospel, think about where your thoughts are. Like, if you don't know the gospel, how are you doing? Like, are you anxious? Are you hating your body? Are you worried all the time? Are you fearful? Um, how is, is that working out for you? Kind of like assess that and there is freedom and there is healing and there is hope in Jesus. And then another thing is, is my body an idol? So am I comparing it? Do I spend my resources on nails and hair? And do I want to change the way you look? Um, can't like how can i you know transform my mind to make god my only idol not myself and this all boils down to can i stored my body well and storing your body well means one number one like having a hospitable temple for the holy spirit because 
He is the vine, we are the branches. He says, remain in us, seek first the kingdom and all will be added. So if we try to, um, you know, elevate our bodies before we elevate the Lord, that might be practical things. Like, are we working out before we spend time in the Lord? Um, are we putting things into our body that's not healthy? Are we looking at things that aren't healthy? Are we comparing ourselves to unrealistic expectations? Do we think deep down that we would do it better than God would? Like think about all that stuff and think about where your thoughts go. Um, and that will be really helpful. So I have a challenge for you. This is going to be really hard, but I'm going to do it with you. So when you listen to this podcast, I am going to actually do it tomorrow. But when you listen to this podcast, I'm going to challenge you. Can you do a 24-hour mirror fast? Meaning you're not looking at a mirror or looking at your phone like an image of yourself for 24 hours. Can you have the confidence to go outside without having you know, looked in the mirror? Can you go to your work without having looked in the mirror? Can you, instead of that time that you would use to get ready, I'm not saying don't like do hygiene or anything, like obviously brush your teeth, obviously take a shower, but can you do that stuff without looking in the mirror? And if the answer is no, then I really think your body is more of an idol than you think it is. So see how that goes, kind of take um, notes on how that challenge went and how that mirror fast went. And I pray for freedom over you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, like I said, I really, really want to highlight fitness. I want to highlight movement. I want to highlight healthy eating. It's a holistic view, but viewing your body as a temple is going to change your fitness journey for the better. So let me know how your mirror fast goes. And if your body is an idol, I pray over that for you. Allow the Holy Spirit to do a work in you um, so that you are not stuck in the just the sin of pride because that's what made the devil the devil. Or you're not stuck in comparison because you deep down think that you would be a better God because that's what comparison is. Um, if you need to limit your social media, limit it. Um, be committed to getting better. Remember, Jesus asked the question, do you want to get well? So I asked that question to you. Do you want to be committed? Thank you for tuning in to the 31 Committed Podcast. Together, let's store our bodies well by being spiritually disciplined and finding our confidence in Christ. Together, let's commit to living in light and being the woman of Proverbs 31. Love ya!